Welcome to episode 180 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time we are taking a look at Season 8, Episode 9, Salvage. The original air date was January 14th, 2001, and the action primarily takes place in Muncie, Indiana. The average IMDb user score is 7.0 out of 10. So we start off with a widow grieving after her husband's funeral. It's been the same day. She wants to see justice done because she swears he was infected with something in the Gulf War and that he's got Gulf War syndrome. When a good friend of the family leaves, this is her dead husband's co-worker, he ends up seeing the man that should be dead standing in the middle of the road and hits him with the car, but it destroys the car without harming the man. Scully and Doggett arrive on the scene, and Doggett's saying, well, according to the numbers on the math people, and what they've got to say, whatever this thing hit had to have a density 4,300 times that of steel. The only thing that they have to go on, in terms of clues, is what appear to be footprints in the asphalt. And the more they dig into it, the more it looks like Ray Pierce, the dead man, is not dead and is actually very superhuman. And he's killing those he used to know for one reason or another. As they go through the investigation, it's discovered that there was a company researching a type of metal that would rebuild itself using some genetic algorithms and things like that, which was improperly disposed of. And the compound was sent to a salvage yard instead of a proper waste disposal facility. And it was at the savage yard that Ray was exposed and became this metal thing. And he was slowly becoming metal, ended up faking his own death and killing those who knew what was going on. He's eventually stopped because his final victim, who carries the ultimate blame for what happened, has a son who begs for his daddy's life. And realizing what he's become, he lets the accountant, who cuts the cots by saving, sending things to a salvage yard, live, and instead commit suicide inside a crusher. Now, there is an amusing scene where Robert Patrick tells Skelly that, yeah, people don't become metal, that's just in the movies. Which is a nice Terminator 2 reference, but I find it curious and wondering if that's actually what it was intended to be. This script was not only a version of a 1989 anime called The Iron Man, but it was written by Jeffrey Bell before Robert Patrick was cast as John Doggett. So there'd be no reason to do a Terminator 2 reference at the time that the script was written, aside from the fact that it was still the most popular instance of a liquid metal man. Now, it's also possible that that line was written after the casting was done, and they said, hey, look who we've got. We can't just ignore that. So let's hang a lantern on it, as they say because the fans are obviously going to be making that connection. This is the second of three episodes directed by Rod Harvey. Hardy had previously directed Roadrunners, and will come back again for Viennin. This is the fifth and final script written by Jeffrey Bell. The guest cast includes Wade Williams as Ray. He's also known for playing Ken Park, well, Claude's father in Ken Park, Rourke in Gangster Squad, Harvey Dent in Batman the Dark Knight Returns Animated, and a warden at Blackgate in The Dark Knight Rises. 
He's got 124 acting credits to his name, two of which are in post-production, so he is very clearly still working today. The earliest credit on his IMDb list is a guest spot in a 1997 episode of Profiler. Jennifer Parsons plays his widow. She's also known for work in Never Been Kissed, Dragonfly, Remington Steel, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. On Deep Space Nine, she plays a character named Miranda O'Brien, and that's in the episode Children of Time. So this is a time-traveling episode where she's O'Brien's second wife. Now, Arya Gross plays Dr. Tom Puvagel. He's got 119 credits to his name, including work as Dr. Sidney Perlmutter in Castle, Howard Marks in Minority Report, Henry Hart in Big Eden, and Adam Green in Ellen. A lot of these are recurring characters, especially in Castle. He's got 17 appearances there. Tamara Clatterbuck plays Lorena Jackson, who's a woman at the halfway house who tries to help out, but is consistently pushed out of Ray's life, or his afterlife. She's also known for work in Criminal Minds, The Young and the Restless, where she worked for 20 years, up to and including 2017 as Alice Johnson, Days of Our Lives, and Set It Off. So her acting credits go back to Battling Amazons in 1987. And finally, Dan Desmond plays Harry O'Dell. 55 acting credits to his name, best known for Mississippi Burning, Bruce Almighty, City of Angels, and School Ties. So all in all, a seemingly decent episode. It would have been nice if we had some indication that the cries of the child would have been enough to stop Ray, because that kid was crawling out for a while before Ray did finally stop. And he had been incredibly violent, not just with the people that he blamed for his accident, but even with his widow, so his former wife, the woman he loved. So it may or may not buy that ending. As far as the science is concerned, well, if he was 4,300 times the density of steel as he needed to be, as they described in the accident at the beginning, he would not be able to walk on anything but the ground floor in any buildings. He would be leaving deep depressions every time he took a step. And they still need to explain why this steel is pliable enough that he can walk and talk and move, even though it's spreading throughout him, and yet he's virtually invulnerable to everything else. So I get the concept, and it works as a piece of horror, but more as a piece of fantasy horror than science fiction horror. A lot of this just doesn't hold together in that regard. And that's all we have to say about Salvage. Join us again in two weeks' time when we take a look at Bad Luck. Thank you for listening.